You know when you're working a night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, are we drunk or delirious? I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. room and you don't want to wake them up with the bright overhead lights but you need to turn on a light to see what the hell you're doing now there's a solution you have to try lumify's unite light i love my unite light seriously a game changer if you work the night shift like we have for years it's super small and clips to your scrub top has three different color settings and emits enough light to illuminate your workspace check iv sites vent checks honestly you name it in the middle of the night the Unite Light was created by healthcare workers, our amazing friends Jen and Anthony over at Lumify, for healthcare workers. You can get your own Unite Light or anything in the Lumify marketplace for 10% off with our discount code DODPODLUMIFY. That's D-O-D-P-O-D-L-U-M-I-F-Y to get 10% off your order today. I was so mad listening to to Molly's episode. I could not hear a word. A it word was that really, I said. really hard to like hear. I had my computer up on full volume, like trying to listen to it to edit it. Well, even when I was in, okay, so I was listening to it in the car and even like for your voice and Molly's voice, as soon as it switched over to this program, I had to like crank up the volume mm-hmm. even for you guys. And then for me, I just, nothing. Great. So let's hope it doesn't happen again. I feel bad because like she had good stuff to say. At least we could hear her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. I know we had a lot of technical difficulties that day. Um, sorry guys. Like it like it just kept closing out of the program, like glitching. We had to switch to a different platform. Like it was just a freaking mess. So um it was. That audio obviously is not our standard. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know how good our audio is even in general, but um, someday we'll make some money to be able to afford someone to edit this <laughs> and tell us what we need to do. Yeah. I mean, I completely blame the Mercury retrograde. I mean, one of the biggest things that happens is technical get difficulties and it was like, it was just nonstop. Yeah. And even even like once we tried to put the episode together, we were having issues. So it was just everything. Oh yeah. It was so annoying. Like it my audio was just not just gone. In it. it was gone. <laughs> even it was though... like me and Molly talking and then it was silence. I was like, uh, Emily? <laughs> so you there, bud? Annoying. So annoying. Oh so stupid. Right. You and you're like, it's it's just frustrating because you're like paying for this platform or this service and you're like why isn't this working and it like works all the rest of the time it was totally it was mercury goodbye next time mercury's in retrograde we're not recording (laughs) yeah no i think that that's a good uh good um plan moving forward i will um i will keep keep track of the of the transits for us yeah i'm like how do we do we just google it when is it in retrograde well, i listened to my my girl jessica lignato on ghost of a podcast and she gives the weekly horoscope every week so i will um keep my ears open great perfect <laughs> so <Moving> sorry <laughs> yeah. how was your weekend <laughs> Um, it was great. Uh, ooh, what did I do? Um, nothing on Friday. Saturday night we went to a comedy show. Um, that was super fun. And like, I just freaking love comedy shows. I'm realizing like we need to go to them more often because they're a blast. I've never been. Oh my god, it's it's freaking great. Like, I mean, obviously, like make sure. If you're going to like a bigger one, make sure you like the person. But I feel like if you go to just like a small little comedy club and they have like a new talent night, those are, it's just, I mean, it's kind of, some of them can be hit or miss, but you can find some really funny people and it's just like a nice different thing to do than just go out or go to dinner or go to bars and stuff. So 
Yeah, we had a great time. So fun. And then we didn't do anything on Sunday. I can't really remember. I think all I did was school. Mm. Yeah. What about you? It was great. It was my best friend Molly's wedding. Oh, duh. Like, literally, what? it feels like it's, I don't know what day it is right now. I don't know. Like, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Molly's wedding. Molly's wedding. It was so nice. So, we we got to the hotel on Friday. It was, it's like an hour outside of Pittsburgh. So okay. we just, we all stayed in the hotel, um, and did like rehearsal dinner Friday night. Super fun. And yeah, got ready at the ass crack on Saturday, but it goes so fast and it was just so nice. Like she had four bridesmaids, which I think is just a great number. That is a it's good just number. Intimate. Like I noticed a big difference between that and my friend Jen's wedding in June. She had nine bridesmaids. So it's like, I mean, there's pros and cons to both, but I just really liked, it felt like we were all just hanging out together and it was just a yeah. nice, like intimate time. And nine is a her. lot. Nine's a lot. Yeah. And Jen got into like, you know, she has her sister and then she has two cousins that she's really close with. So then yeah. three of those people are family. Then she had, her husband, now husband's sister. Mm-hmm. So like four of those people were actually family already. And then she had yeah. to have like me and Molly. And then, you know, it just, it's once you it have adds up. Person, you have to add this person and yep. the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But yeah, I loved four. It was great. Um, and we all get along so well and um, did pictures. And then, yeah, just, it was just like, oh, oh my gosh, we have to walk down right now right now and then me and Jen like accidentally swapped where spots where we were supposed to walk because it all happened so fast we're like go 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 and it wasn't a big deal at all but we were like whoops Sorry. <laughs> but it was fine and yeah we had a great time I mean like so many of my best friends were there for, and then yeah. friends from college and just my old college roommates and just so so much fun we were just dancing and you always like dance way more when it's your people totally just, like acting a fool and you're like don't care mm-hmm. so yeah we just danced the whole time and um yeah it was so fun and and then went back to the hotel after and went to the little hotel bar and yeah it was it was a great time it just went so fast I'm just like oh my gosh you know and then you don't get even get a picture hardly with yeah. the bride <laughs> I'm glad we have professional like bridal mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. at least because otherwise like none yeah, because she's you know the bride's like bopping around with everybody else because she have you have to hide all your family and friends, and then it's over. <laughs> and then, so. then yeah, it goes by in a fucking blink of an eye, and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, that was a really expensive day party. <laughs> oh, but it sounds so fun though. They're and the best. I love weddings. I know. And B was crying, and it was so cute. He was I like, seriously, like bright red, like a little tomato, and his blue eyes were just like shining so bright. He was so so cute. I was like, I, because you know he was facing me, yeah, and I was just like, oh my gosh, so cute, so sweet. Um, yeah, it was just a beautiful time. Yeah, and it was eighty degrees on November sixth. That's 5th, amazing. How? That's lovely. I. Yeah. I'm so jealous because it was not warm here. <laughs> no. That sounds incredible. <sighs> yeah. Love so it. Fun. All my friends are married. You're nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's your like last of all of the craziness, right? Well, then I, I have one more. Abriel's is oh. January 7th. Yeah. January. Okay. So that one. And then my focus is on you, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many let's get into the topic at hand so this week we're gonna do just some listener questions um yeah thank you guys so much for sending in all of your questions we got a lot of good ones yes and really good ones yeah what um, do you want to start with we can we kind of like we're going to kind of group them into some sections and um, we got a lot of questions about traveling. Um, so we'll probably touch on those. And then we have some questions about interviewing. Um, 
as a new grad. And then we can also talk about interviewing as a <clears throat> experienced staff nurse. And then yeah. and um, like travel, travel interviews, interviews, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And then um, we have a question about like switching specialties to something like a more Monday through Friday um, kind of gig. So yeah, we will start talking about traveling. I think that's yeah probably the easiest way. So um, okay, we can do is this person asked, is one year of experience in a level three B NICU enough to start traveling? What do you think? I think technically, like right now, they're saying yes. Like they will take kind of whatever because they're really desperate. Um, I would say I would wait until two years. That And uh, like even at two years, I wasn't fully comfortable. Like, you know, like you're still learning so much. Um, so I would say wait and take some more time unless you want to just start traveling in like level twos, you know, like do yeah. like nurseries. Um, but it, you know, I feel like get as much experience. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like you're just getting your feet wet at a year. Um, it's hard I to agree. say. It's, it's hard to I say. Wouldn't. I, yeah, I personally wouldn't. I definitely like want, waited the two years and, um, it still was nerve wracking for me. So, I definitely highly recommend waiting, but if it's like you're ready to go right now, like places I think are going to take you, um, some of them at least, um, you might not get your like hospital at first choice or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know. I would wait. I would wait. Yeah. I think there's a lot more risk. Um, yeah. It's your nursing license too. You know, like not that you're, I don't know. It just is a higher risk all around. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess it would depend. I don't know, like, who this person is. So I don't know if maybe you were a different kind of nurse before. Like, what if you were, like, a med surge nurse for five years and then you were right. an acute nurse for one? Go for it. I think that's right. different, honestly, because – so for me, like, baby nurse, 22-year-old Hannah going to my first job, like, I not only had to learn every single thing about the NICU – but also even just how to prioritize and how to like do everything. I'm like, how do you use this pump? How do you, how do you prime something? How do you put in an IV basic nursing stuff that like you don't really get in nursing school all that much because NICU so, I don't know, specific. Mm-hmm. And also just my clinicals kind of sucked. So I feel like I had to do both. And at, yeah. at a year I was like just starting to take a sigh of relief. Like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. That extra year is like, okay, now, now I'm established Mm -hmm. and now I can like get into my flow more, but I would even say, I mean, the more experience, the better, like even three years, if you can wait, but like, Mm -hmm. I would say minimum of two as a grad. Yeah. Fully agree with all of that. And especially like it depends on, yeah, like you said, if you are another nurse and then tra- training in the NIC or switching to the NICU or, I mean, I started again as like a brand new grad in the NICU and my new grad training program was an entire year. So I wasn't like not considered a new grad and considered staff until after a year. Like, and then, I don't know. And then, you, then yeah, I feel like then you're really just getting started. Like, you kind of have your hand held that whole first year and then, and so I have no idea what your, your training was like, um, and what your hospital did, uh, for orientation, but I definitely didn't feel like I was ready at that point. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting to like from my experience being a traveler for as long as I have been. Um, cause now when I look back at Hannah with two years of experience I'm like oh wow this girl knew nothing you know like I've done so much of my learning while traveling which is unique Mm -hmm. and there's pros and cons to it but you have to have that really good base because you have to be able to hold your own and you have to know I don't know I think there's a safety when you're in your home unit where you're learning because yeah if you've been there for a year or two and you know exactly who to lean on but when you're a traveler 
you don't know who you can lean on. You really don't know who you can trust. I mean, you should be able to trust yeah. everybody, but you really like, you don't have those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, yeah. Moral of the story, more experience, the better, but I think it depends on who you are. And like, if you're a baby nurse with one year of experience, I don't think it's the best idea just mm-hmm. for, yeah, the safety of your license. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, this next question is high wage or lower wage and higher stipend. So asking, should you take a higher like hourly rate with a lower stipend or take a lower hourly rate with a higher stipend, which is better? Um, stipend. Like, <laughs> you want a higher stipend um, because your stipend is what is tax-free. So you're going to get to take home more money. Um, and then with a higher wage, obviously a higher hourly rate comes like more taxes are going to be taken out of that and you're not going to take home as much. Absolutely. Absolutely. That one's easy. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes when I am making like my wage, if it's like 20 an hour, I'll just put 50% of my paycheck of my hourly for my 401k. I'm just like, that's my 401k money. And my stipend is my living money. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of like good ways to do it. And, and, you know, when you get your tax return, it looks like you made nothing that year, but you know that that's not the truth. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that is not what happened. Yep. Love it. Yeah. That's an easy one for sure. Okay. Um, this person is, asking about getting over the anxiety and fear of traveling, um, moving into a new city, fears of housing and safety and loneliness that we can break down all those different things. Um, were you anxious to start traveling? I was like anxious to get started. Like I was (laughs) like, I was so ready to do it. I mean, it definitely is extremely nerve wracking. Like finding your first assignment, like going through the process of finding recruiters, going through all the interviews and just like getting everything ready. Like it's daunting and there's a lot that you have to do. Um, but I mean, just take it one day at a time, like one step at a time. It's easy. It's like easy to start with one of these apps like Vivian, Wanderly, Fusion Marketplace, where you can put all of your info into one place. And then, um, Recruiters can reach out to you is really nice. That kind of takes some of the effort off of you having to like find a recruiter that you like. Um, rather, you can just find a job that pays you the most. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, know. It's easier I, than ever. Like, mm-hmm. it is. I don't know. It doesn't make it not scary, but right. it makes it easier to get information. Podcasts mm-hmm. like this, Facebook groups. Um, there's books, blogs, so many resources. And like you said, I mean, Vivian Wanderly, Fusion Marketplace, absolute game changers. And that's changed so much, even just like from when we started. Yeah. Um, It's night and day. Like those things did not exist. Um, so it was a lot harder to get started with traveling then. And literally right now you just freaking like upload your resume and put what specialties you've done. And they're like, hello, like, let me take you. Like, here's this job. Here's this job. Here's this job calling you constantly. So nonstop calls, texts, emails. Um, so that part, I mean, is pretty easy. And then I think, you know, finding a place that you actually want to go and like finding all the housing and everything that is a lot. Um, but like we also said, there's a ton of resources right now. Um, out now that like the Facebook groups, like find post in the gypsy housing group and see if anyone has any housing leads. Um, and if they, even if people don't have housing leads, I feel like a lot of people comment on there like, Oh, Hey, I'm going there too. Or like, or they give you some insight on that hospital and you're mm-hmm. able to connect with people before you get there, which is why the MedVenture app is great for that as hey. well. Um, highly recommend downloading that because that also gives you housing leads. And that way you can also connect with other travelers that are going to be in that area so that you can already have friends right. before you get there. 
which is going to looking at their hospital reviews too. Yeah, they do have a hospital review section. So that, um, that is huge. Um, honestly, it's like, they've thought of literally everything on that app. So I think that that's an incredible resource and they are, they in general are an incredible resource. Like if you ever reach out to them on their Instagram or like to Emma Ryan on their personal Instagrams, they're always going to get back to you. And like, they have so much insight because they've both been traveling for a really long time as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, literally the loneliness, I feel like is not as much a thing anymore with traveling because, because of things like Medventure, because like you connect really quickly with your fellow travelers that you're starting with and they're having things like their freaking like friendsgivings all around the country there's like over 30 people coming to the one in denver like i've never met any of these people besides i think one of them yeah like one or two of them at travcon and then everyone else is coming like and i'll meet a ton of people so you just kind of have to look out for stuff like that yeah and like i would say go for a bigger city, especially mm-hmm. on the West Coast, like if it's for your first contract, like you cannot go wrong with a place like San Diego, Seattle, Denver. I mean, even honestly, Hawaii and Alaska, like huge, um, huge amounts of travelers and everyone sticks together and it's a community. It's an instant community. Um, you know, it, it is a little bit hard. I remember like my first contract showing up at San Diego and for my orientation shift and meeting the other travelers there. And I mean, I did become friends with them eventually, but I was very shy at first. I was like, I was just so nervous. I was like, Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, like it's imposter syndrome. Like, should I really be here? Do I know what I'm doing? Yeah. I, I moved across the country. Am I nuts? Like, and those feelings are, it's okay to have those feelings. It's totally normal. But like, um, I promise it's worth it. Um, you just have to kind of get past that and push yourself out of your comfort zone. But I feel like I'm a completely different person now. I feel like I can go into any hospital mm-hmm. and like make friends with anyone and have a conversation with anybody. And I just feel more, so much more comfortable. And that came with pushing myself out of my comfort zone and just practicing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's worth it. Um, but yeah, I was a little shy girl. I was just like, oh my so gosh, that, oh, yeah, same. Yeah. It's but, completely changed me too, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but yeah, just endless, like, like so many travelers in all those places mm-hmm. and they're all in the same boat. Like it's instant friendship. I mean, that's how me and Emily became friends. Like, yeah. we're like, Oh my gosh, you're a traveler. I'm at home. Like we understand each other immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, yeah, you immediately just have so many things to connect on. Um, so I know the initial hurdle of like getting into traveling is a huge one and it's really scary, but like, if you just like rip the bandaid off, you're going to be fine. Like yeah. just get your first contract over with and you'll see that like there was nothing to be afraid of. And that, I mean, hopefully you love it. Right. And yeah, I don't know. And it's, if you don't, it's okay. Like, I don't think it has to be for everybody, but yeah. I think it's a great experience for everybody like to at least try it, but I don't think everyone has to love it or everyone has to mm-hmm. do it for as long as I have or anything like that. Um, you are always, almost always going to be welcome back to your old job with open arms. Mm-hmm. Almost. I know that there's some hospitals who are assholes, but you probably don't want to work there anyway. Um, yeah. but yeah, like most of the time you can come right back if you, if you hate traveling. Um, yeah, it's really... you're not going to like close the book. Like no, the, absolutely. Close the door. Not. I mean, there's yeah. well, and also other hospitals always need people, so right. you'll be fine. But another good way, like if you're really worried about like traveling and moving across the country or like somewhere far away from your home, like you can do a local travel contract. You can do a travel contract that's a little over 50 miles away from your house, just to like try that out first and see if you like it, um, mm-hmm. rather than committing to moving somewhere else. Uh, that's a really good way to do it. And then that kind of eliminates the housing problem. Um, if you're worried about like, you can just stay at home or like, you know, you can stay in a hotel if you need to one night or whatever, but, um, it's pretty flexible. And you know, flexible, the housing, finding housing can be, can be stressful, but there's also resources for that furnished finder and, um, 
Airbnb and Nurses B&B and, and um, the Facebook groups and everything. So they're also, I think another good Facebook group option is if you're moving to or looking for a big city, um, search in Facebook, like, like Boston sublets, like Boston, mm-hmm. like rooms for rent. And there's a lot of um, Facebook groups like that for like most major cities. Um, so yep. that's super helpful. Um, I know like New York city was like the hardest one for me. I've had pretty good luck everywhere, but New York city was tough. So I will say if you're going there, um, you might have to get a little bit creative, but we looked on a lot of Facebook groups. Like you said, like one of them was like NYU summer sublets. Cause we were there in the summer. So like student dorms and stuff like look into that. We ended up using a place that we found on Craigslist, which would not be like my first pick. And Eric found it. Um, because I don't really know how to use Craigslist, honestly. Like, I'm not very good at it. But know that it's there. Know that it's an option. And if you are, like, nervous about – my mouse was moving on soon. Um, if you're, like, nervous about how do I know if I can trust this person? Is it a scam? Just ask them to FaceTime or Zoom. Like, I do that every single time just to make sure, are you a real person? Vibe it out and see. Like, I feel like I can get a pretty good vibe with someone by talking to them and they can get a vibe off of you too. And yeah. And say, and they probably feel more comfortable. Okay. She's real. She's a nurse or he's a nurse. Sorry. Um, and yeah, I just think that they're not going to say no to that, you know? And, and if they do, then it's maybe it is sketchy. So you don't want to live there anyway. Exactly. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. I think, it is all intimidating, but then once you do it once, you kind of realize that it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and I don't think I've ever really like feared for my safety um, as a traveler. I have. <laughs> Hannah has. Um, but I also traveled with my best friend. So it was like always us together. So that's another thing you could do if you have a friend um, or if your partner or someone can travel with you, like that makes it so much easier. Um, But it's also, I mean, we felt fine all the time. I don't know. We didn't feel unsafe, but (laughs) listen to the canceling a contract episode. If you want to hear Hannah's terrifying story. (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah. Don't go to New York for your first assignment. Maybe just don't do that. Yeah, maybe maybe not your first. Or just do heavy research beforehand. And that's for anywhere, honestly. I mean, um, you can never do too much. You know, research the area that you're looking into living. There's probably a reason why rent is, like, let's take New York, for example. You're mm-hmm. desperately trying to find housing. You're having a hard time. It's insanely, insanely expensive there as we all know and you find a cheaper option and you're like oh this looks really nice the pictures well maybe it's in a place like Harlem so you want to make sure that you are prepared you know and that's any city that's any city but that was an extreme you know example but yeah I mean just really there's probably a reason why somewhere's cheaper and there's probably probably a reason why they're always looking for travelers or something like that. Like mm-hmm. Emily always says to ask in your interview, which we'll get into interviews in a minute, but ask in your interview, why are you hiring travelers right now? Mm-hmm. Am I replacing someone on maternity leave? Is there a mass exodus going on? Like, I mean, I feel like you have a right to know what you're walking into. Yeah, so you definitely just, do. Um, because uh, my last contract, it was literally because there was a max mass exodus of every right. night shift staff member, um, <laughs> which is like so freaking wild. I also like I feel like it was a bit extra. Like they had a very cush cush situation there, but um, yeah, you never know. You never know. So it's always good to ask. Um, yeah, and your interview and it on that. might be okay. Like. Yeah, it was fine. You know, like, and it might be not. So, yeah, then look up on the MedVenture app, like, search that hospital mm-hmm. specifically, see if there's a review. Um, and if you can't find anything there, I would just post on the Gypsy Nurse 
group and just mm-hmm. be like, has anyone worked at blank? And then chat yeah. with those people. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much re- research you can do too. And like, yeah. Um, and ask us any questions too. If you like need help, we're happy to kind of steer you in the right direction um, as well. Like, I don't know. I love doing research. So like throw it at me, <laughs> like what you're looking at. If you're nervous, if you like want us to just double check a spot, like we can look at it. Not going to say that yeah. we're responsible for anything that happens, but we can help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not only us, but like, I feel like most travelers are really helpful to mm-hmm. each other. I mean, yeah. Like yeah we get we it. all help each other. It's a community. So yeah. hi, Charlie. Oh my God. He's a guest. Oh my god. Oh, okay. It's not stopping. Hold on. Charlie. Someone oh, else was walking trouble. their dog. <laughs> god forbid. How dare you walk in front of our house? <laughs> this is my territory. Oh my god. Um Okay. All right. Yeah. I think we Pretty much Next. answered that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could talk about that forever, but we were, I think we hit the main points. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> um, uh, go ahead, well, we kind of touched on interviewing a little bit so that we can, um, we got a question yeah. about how do I interview without enough experience, someone that I assume to graduate from nursing school. Um, and that, I mean, yeah, that's also super freaking intimidating. Cause you're like, hi, I don't have a, I've never been a nurse. <laughs> Yeah, like I can't bring anything to the table, but here I am. Yeah, and it's a completely different kind of interview than like when you've experienced in applying for other jobs, like a retail or like a restaurant job or anything. It's obviously going to be a lot more formal than that. Um, Mine was a panel interview, uh, Mm -hmm. if I remember. Yeah, there was a panel of like almost 10 people. I think it was a bit, it was a bit intimidating. So be prepared for that. but they, they know that you're a new grad. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Like they know you're applying and they see that you just graduated and they have asked you for an interview. So they're interested in you mm-hmm. and knowing that you're a new grad. So you already have like a leverage leverage there. Like you're in good standing with them. You don't have to like, they know why you don't have experience. So yeah, I've um, been in school. Yeah. I it's think. okay. Yeah. I think um, coming in just very, like, as confident as you can be, but without being like, I know everything. Like, you need to be confident with how you're speaking and just mm-hmm. at, obviously just like those regular interview tips, like obviously like handshakes and eye contact, all the things. And just, I would like just reflect on the things that you were involved in. Mm-hmm. during college like okay did you have a summer internship great like that's going to be something that you'll want to talk about mm-hmm. um and talk about like what you learned or maybe you're a pct or a cna and mm-hmm. that's great um and like anything that you're involved in in college like i was on i was in the uh, nursing fraternity i was like the vice president of that so i'm sure i probably I don't know, just shows that you have leadership skills and um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just think, kind of piecing together. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember looking up like situational and like behavioral interview questions, like practice questions before my interview and like kind of like writing out answers to those. Like you want to have specific experiences um, yeah. ready to go like examples um like they'll be like tell me about a time when you had a conflict with a charge nurse or something i don't know that's not what they're gonna ask they're gonna say (laughs) (laughs) never mind that's like (laughs) scratch that tell me about a time (laughs) that you like had a difficult patient or like you know um where like or a good example of teamwork or yeah, um 
yeah, conflict resolution is what I was going getting at with the charge nurse, but um yes, absolutely. But yeah, um look up those questions and just write out a couple answers to each. I think that that's super helpful and like practice them. Um I can uh also like look up a link and see if there's I'm sure there's a, a really good link online that, tell, that tells you what questions to expect in a nursing interview and I can we can add that in the show notes as well if that um, is helpful for you and practice with your classmates, mm-hmm. like interview each other. Um, they, yeah, I think. And I think hot take, I think you can lie. <laughs> yeah, you can lie. Shit up. Like, I think my old, my old little self was like all nervous, like putting a lot of pressure on myself if I didn't have a good enough story or a good enough example of something. But, like, honestly, just think of something and you can embellish the details. They're not going to fact check you. No, and it's, they have that's no idea. It's, it's not really about truth telling or lying. It's more about being able to answer the question and understanding mm-hmm. what they're asking you. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't make and, up something crazy, but, like. And acting safe. They want to know that you have safe practices. They want to know. I remember them asking me, um about oh a patient was getting this medication and they tell you that oh this looks different than what i got yesterday like the pill looked different um like would you still give it mm-hmm. and so they want to know like okay what would you do to verify that that's the, actually the correct medication they're supposed to be receiving um and then you know i told them i would one double check what it is call the pharmacy see if they just like changed the brand and um that's what the difference was and as long as the pharmacist okayed it and it was the correct medication then i would give it like yeah. they i remember that question question specifically um yeah, yeah. they're gonna they just want to know that you're you're safe and you have critical thinking skills <laughs> and right yeah i remember and are personable I usually Right. Yeah. I got one once that was about like, tell me about a time that you went above and beyond for your patient or something. Mm, yeah. That's so you could talk about if it was NICU, I would talk about like, I would probably go the route of like more going above and beyond for the family. Cause it, then that's going above and beyond for the patient. But I'd probably say something like getting the family involved in the care and making sure that they felt like, they were in control and that they were able to like take the temperature and change the diaper and, and that, that I educated them. We've talked about this on our Nikki parent episode too, but I would probably talk about like educating them on all the monitors and like what everything is and then offering mm-hmm. them the hold if the baby was stable and just, even though that's literally part of our job, but, but a lot of times taking the time to do something like that is going ab- above and beyond and it's good care for the patient and it's mm-hmm. yeah making the family happy too so i'd probably say something like that i mean mm-hmm. just yeah showing that you are aware um of like what yeah what's important to your patients and your families and taking the time exactly. to be with them not just rushing around like obviously you would never say anything like that <laughs> i'm gonna give all my meds as fast as possible yeah. so i can take my snack break no I think, well, this is a complete side note, but I just had an idea, like, what if we did, like, a mock interview as a podcast episode or something? Like, what our answers to the questions would be? And it doesn't have to be a really long one, obviously, but, like, a little helpful, helpful resource. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. For new grads. Answers and, like, take turns asking each other stuff yeah but to be honest like i've barely been interviewed so it'd be good practice for me too yeah it is i know like okay so like after my first intense interview as a new grad i got the job and then Mm -hmm. i have had a very casual interview since yeah so like the first one you yeah you just you'll get through it and just be as prepared as possible. And like we said, they know that you are a new grad. So, um, and if it makes you feel more comfortable, like apply to jobs that have new grad programs. Um, Mm -hmm. if you, but if that's not a thing, um, I mean, 
again, they know that you're a new grad because they saw your resume. Yeah. I don't know. And just, yeah. just say you're excited to learn, you know, mm-hmm. go in there with like some excitement about yes. it and, and just saying like, I don't know everything, not even close. I actually know nothing. Like, don't say that, but you know, but I'm so excited. I would be so excited for this opportunity. Hopefully it's your dream. Maybe it's your dream job. If you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe going to the NICU or something and you've always wanted to work there and Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Just be excited. Do some research on the hospital as well. Like their mission values and all of that. Um, That's always good to know. Throw some of that into like your answers. Um, Yeah. They like that shit, (laughs) but it shows that you're prepared, you know, Mm -hmm. and that you, you value their time as well. Um, and this position and this opportunity. So, yep. Yeah. And then interviews as a traveler, they, you literally just talk about your experience and they say, cool. Sounds like a good fit. It's super easy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't really have much to say about that. You literally just like chit chat with the manager my first one I think I've mentioned before I kind of blew it but that's because they called me when I was asleep yeah at at 10 in the morning but there um, are ones that you have to do that you like have to do a recording like it's like a recorded interview for like Kaiser I think you have to do some of that yeah it's super weird those are also like the behavioral questions and stuff so you can just pull those back from your previous experiences, but I've only had to do that like once. Yeah, I, I did it twice. The first time I did it, I didn't know what the questions were. So basically what happens is you're on the phone <laughs> and then it says the question, it'll, be, it'll say it, and then it'll say, and then they'll repeat it, repeat the question, and then it'll give you a second to think about it, and then it'll beep, and you then you answer say it. your answer. Horrible. Um, They're so, so first, terrible. And then they, are they are. Oh, I hate it. And then they score you. So I think it's out of five points or something. And and then I don't know who listens to it, but someone rates you basically. And my rating was like average or like okay. And then I redid it like a year and a half later. And my recruiter gave me the questions beforehand, which was really nice. And then I just wrote them down on a piece of paper and actually had my answers prepared. And then I did way better the second time. So if you're going to do that, I would just like ask your recruiter if you're able to get access to the questions beforehand. Cause it would be really yeah, helpful. It's helpful. Cause it is like kind of weird. You're on the spot. Mm-hmm. And, and Those I are guess it's like any interview, but I don't, it's just weird. I don't know. It's weird. Cause you're on a phone. You're not like talking to anyone and you just like panic. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You just freeze up. You're like, what? <laughs> so strange or like if you speak too long i don't know you don't ramble which i Mm -hmm. can do easily so yeah as you guys clearly know (laughs) i can ramble um Um, yeah traveler interviews are just yeah seriously i haven't even been interviewed it's like this is the deal here's our unit what questions do you have yeah it's mostly you you have yeah questions you interviewing them Mm -hmm. yeah and I think we've said this before but some questions you want to ask are like obviously level like they'll probably say a lot of this when they're giving you the spiel but level of the unit size of the unit ratios nurse to patient ratios how often are you going to get like four baby assignments for instance if we're talking about NICU um but yeah having that be clear like what kind of assignments do you have travelers? Um, like what we said before about what, like, why are you hiring travelers? Um, floating policies, cancellations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think why, I in my why they want you, why are you needed? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are pretty much the questions I ask. Oh. Um, days and nights, will you be rotating? Um, straight nights, like, yeah, what is the shift? Weekend requirements. Um, 
most I would say for travelers are like every other week, and that's pretty standard. Um, scheduling will I be able? Will I have a say in my schedule? Like something I asked for this assignment since I'm commuting from Pittsburgh to West Virginia most of the time. Like, would I be able to work three days in a row? How likely is that? And they might not be able to give it to you, but you can ask. Floating, like I said. Um, and if they say you can float to like units, ask what, ask that, what means. that means. Because there ain't no unit like a NICU. A NICU is a NICU. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, level beds, deliveries. Like, are you going to be expected to go to deliveries? You should know that because some NICU nurses have been trained in deliveries and some have not. Mm -hmm. um, charting system would be a good one to know. Um, so yeah. those are all things to ask. I always have my little notepad ready. I write everything down. Mm -hmm. And then you pretty much have a clear idea after that conversation with the manager if they want you or not. They'll yeah. usually say like, okay, I'll put the offer through and you'll be hearing from us, like something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's yep. usually pretty clear. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Yeah. I don't really have anything to add to that. <laughs> Those were all the questions that I ask. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the longer you do it, the better you get at it and you know yep. what to ask. Less you really need to talk to them. <laughs> like, I don't know. Or the less they like really need to talk to you pretty much. Like I still want to talk to them, but they're like, oh, she has this many years of experience. Cool. Like we'll just hire her. But you're like, um, actually I'd like to ask you some questions, please. Yeah. And I will say like my Harlem job, there was no interview. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Red mm -hmm. flag. Don't be like me, guys. Learn from my I mistakes. I think I had, I don't know. I can't remember if I had an interview for Connecticut and it was fine. I can't remember though. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it means they're desperate and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care who you are. They're like, great. It's a nurse. We great. It's a body. body. We need, we need someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy how like you go from your first job and like you're interviewed so hard like you said in front of a panel and it's like you have you have all these expectations of answers and you have to think about the core principles of the hospital and like pull out all these stops mm -hmm. and think about all these scenarios and then all of a sudden like I don't even have to think about any of that anymore which is nice thank god I feel bad for you guys yeah, <laughs> don't you'll get you at all you'll get through it you're gonna do great um we've all had to do it yeah yeah we all have to do it and you're gonna be just fine and you're gonna get a couple interviews in and you're gonna feel very like practiced and ready for more like you'll get the hang of it quickly so you'll be fine yeah stay humble even if you are a tech or a aide in the NICU you can say that and that's great but don't act like oh yeah I know no nope, yeah. that's the biggest turn off don't don't be that person. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it's not great. You want they want to know that you're open to learning, and you need to learn the way that they do things. So, yeah, yeah, the biggest thing. But next, and um, these ones are kind of more for Emily. Yeah. Um... Okay. So this one, this person says, oh my gosh, my voice is so raspy. Um, having a baby in March and looking at different specialties outside of NICU for Monday through Friday. Um, so yeah. what do you have to oh. say for yourself? Well, there's a lot you can do. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot. If you want to work from home, there's a ton of remote jobs out there. I think I'm in like a remote nursing job, like Facebook group and people post about it all the time. Um, you can work in a clinic, a peds clinic, a normal clinic, any kind of clinic is going to be Monday through Friday, no weekends, holidays, all that. Um, I mean, I work in a surgery center. I did, which is four days a week. I did case management, which was five days a week and like half work from home, half work in person. Um, there's literally like so many 
things you can do. And I think that going into the pediatric case management role was a good transition from NICU because a lot of those babies turn into kids that need home care. So um, that was cool. And, but I don't know, with this job, I'm doing eye surgery that has literally nothing to do with babies. It's all older people, but because of like ICU experience, like that's just, I mean, you have that critical thinking that you need to work in an OR and work in a PACU. Like that's also a pretty, I mean, the population is different, but I didn't feel like it was a really difficult transition. Um, I don't know. There's literally so many things. I, we'd have to chat more <laughs> about um, like kind of what you're feeling you want to do. But there is a million other jobs you can do besides bedside nursing. Yeah. A lot of people like the um, <clears throat> like skins. What are they called? The Is it something spa? Like Oh, like a med spa. Like, like, Botox, like Yeah, like a med yep. spa. I don't know why I said skin spa. A lot of people like to do the Botox thing, like mm-hmm. it's easy and like yeah. And a lot of I will say with that they like I was interviewing for a couple of those and they do work on the weekends, oh. um, because most people are off and can go get their Botox done on a Saturday kind of situation. So you do have to work some weekends with that, but it's still um, like a you know eight to five ish kind of situation. Um, mm-hmm. Med spas, there's like IV, mobile IV therapy you can do. Um, doctor's offices. Yeah, doctor's offices. I don't uh, know. School nurse. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I still want to have a school nurse on here because that's something I'm interested in. At yeah. Least, like down the road. But um, gosh, I mean, there really are so many options. But we'll definitely try to have more guests on who do, Yeah. Stuff like different that so we can just show more you know expose um more you know options because i think a lot of us are ready for something else mm-hmm. whether that's and, nursing or not mm-hmm. totally and that kind of like segues into both this whole converse or topic segues into other two questions like tip for tips for unhappy work balance and then like how to get into case management and why I left. Um, yeah. If you're unhappy, like with where you're leave. working, leave. Um, yeah. There are so many jobs that you can do um, with something that will make you so much happier. Um, I felt so drained from the NICU working. I mean, I was working nights. I did nights for six years and that is just like mentally, physically, emotionally, draining drained my health and everything and then I switched to day shift and was still just like so anxious like felt like the environment I was in was really toxic I just like really wasn't happy anymore and it was impacting you know my life outside of work significantly and I knew I needed to make a change and so then I just started to look into like pretty much anything honestly and then this job this case management job, they reached out to me, actually a recruiter found me, um, for, it was like a pediatric home health company. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know about that. But like, once I interviewed and like learned what the setup was, like, you're mostly working from home. And when you have to go see your patient, like you can, you just drive to their house, then you can go back home after that. Like the setup was really cool. Um, and so it, and it was an amazing change for me um yeah it really was so many people are like like as humans we're just creatures of habit and we like to feel safe and Mm -hmm. secure and we like to you know when you're at a job for a certain amount of time it's hard to make a change or transition whether that's leaving to do travel nursing there's a lot of unknowns with that and also just leaving to do something else it's scary and it is. especially when you're like I know one thing it's NICU or whatever it is for you it's scary but I think we can both say from travel nursing and you switching jobs once you do it you realize like the freedom that you have and mm-hmm. you're capable of so much and you can learn you're never it's never too late it's not like you 
can't learn a different specialty. Exactly. Easily. I don't know. A lot of people I know are like, I can't leave because of if I leave, then I'm going to lose my seniority or I don't know, whatever, whatever your reasoning is, but no, it's not worth your happiness. Like I think it's important to try different things. Mm -hmm. And And I don't like necessarily think like, okay, sure. You lose like seniority if you're going to like another hospital unit, but I think you are bringing all of that experience with you into a new place. Like I have been a nurse for seven and a half years now and I'm at this new surgery center and like I had my check-in today with my boss and she was like, so yep, I can see you um, having a leadership role and doing, you know, charge and doing like more we're going to have a lot of other roles we need, like educator, blah, blah, blah. Like you bring all of that experience with you. It doesn't just like go away, but yeah, sure. Yeah, like exactly. you get, you'll be at the bottom of the totem pole for like getting to day shift or whatever, but you're trying to, I don't know if you're trying to get away from bedside, that's not going to be an issue as much. You can also leave nursing altogether. Sure you can. Know, if you sure hate it. can. There's a million um, things out there. Um, mm-hmm. so do you want to talk a little bit about why, why you decided to get into nutrition and like, yeah, what that which looks like for you, I was also going to like touch on a little bit more of like the work-life balance, like sure. Okay. Your job isn't making you happy. You change it. Or you also need to like, make sure outside of your job that you're taking care of yourself and you're making time to see your friends, your family, you're exercising, you're eating right. You're doing all of these things to make that balance um outside of outside of work if it's stressing you out um talk to a therapist that's really Mm -hmm. good (laughs) just started doing that again um but yeah and if you have found a passion in something else like it's never too late to pursue that like I I like fell in love with fitness and nutrition over the last couple of years and was doing coaching on the side and like loved it so much and loved just learning about how to use food to like heal your body and fuel it and everything. So I have just been feeling unhappy in nursing for a while. Like it's never been the a passion of mine. Um, I like, I like it from time to time. I like my babies. Um, I don't know if I'm like, I love the actual work. I don't know. The OR has been cool, but like, it's not like, I don't know. don't have a passion yeah. for it. Um, so then I just started thinking about, well, life is too short to not do what you're passionate about and looked into programs and decided to like go the master's route because I was like, go big or go home, right? And like, I'm going to spend money. Might as well like actually get like a board certification and shit out of it. (laughs) Um, It's daunting, but it's literally never too late. And it's going to be a two-year program and it's going to go by in the blink of an eye. And then don't have to be a nurse anymore if I don't want to like yeah. I'll probably stay PRN or like travel and like all the things but yeah flexibility and is key. key yeah it's key yeah you're gonna have so many options that well no <laughs> it was ra- perfect rambling told Hannah I feel like I'm getting sick I feel like in and out of this I felt feverish <laughs> so it's- oh god and I sound like a man because I was just sick last week and I still have that just like ugh. Flag, yeah, you know it's going so, well sorry today, <laughs> we're fine but you're so right I think it doesn't matter how old you are too like you can go back to school at 50 it doesn't matter you know no um no there's people in my program that are much older than me <laughs> like, yeah much and older like, than I am Eric is not in nursing but it's the same thing right like he was unfulfilled with his job he was a mm-hmm. financial advisor for years and I think he was so good at it but it was so easy for him. Like if you guys haven't listened to his episode, um, I don't know which number it is, but it's like, it's the financial advisor with benefits one. Um, <laughs> and he gives a lot of really good tips about um, oh, look up which basics one for nurses to 
save and where to put your money and 401ks and HSAs and all the things, um, Roth, Roth IRAs. Um, and it's, it's difficult, it's difficult for us. No, you're good. Um, as nurses to know what to do because we didn't have like finance classes unless you have someone in your life, husband, father, whatever to help you. Um, a lot of us have no idea what we're doing. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really helpful. But for him, it was like, he was doing the same thing every day. He was just like, I'm not challenged. I'm not fulfilled anymore. So he's back to school too. So it's just, I mean, it doesn't really matter like what it is that you're doing, but if you're, yeah, if you are unhappy, there's a reason and maybe there's a different calling for you. So yeah, listen to that. Agreed. I fully agree. Like I just listen to your gut and your instincts and do what makes you happy because truthfully life is far too short to be, I mean, I was anxious and not sleeping and like just felt like shit all the time and didn't want to go to work. Like why, why do I need to live my life like that? I don't. So I changed it, Yeah, which is easier said than done. But, um, that episode is episode 16, by the way. Um, but to find a case management job in general, it depends on what you want to do. I would recommend at least my friend Val, you can listen to her episode too, <laughs> um, where she talks about changing over to case management. She went into case management within the hospital and she had to manage like 60 patients at once and it, like in like making sure they were all getting discharged like in a timely mm-hmm. manner like day after day after day like it was a lot she got super overwhelmed um that doesn't sound great to me um i did home health case management so you can look into home health agencies um if you want to do pediatrics there's that there's also home health for adults um and the elderly and everything so just start looking in literally you can search on indeed case management i don't yeah that would be, and you can travel doing that too. Mm-hmm. You can. Like, I think most of the travel positions are in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you would definitely want the acute care or case management experience before doing that. Like, I would definitely not apply to that job because I have no idea how to do it within the hospital. Mm-hmm. But um, I did really, really enjoy it. And the only reason I switched jobs was because I couldn't have a job that I had to drive a lot with going to school because I couldn't get anything done while being in the car. <laughs> yeah. And consistency was really key for, for my schedule um, and a little bit more money. <laughs> so, but I, I really it. enjoyed it and I loved my patients. So I um, highly recommend even a girl, my friend Maggie. Um, hi Maggie, if you're listening, she got hired at my old job because of listening to our podcast, which is like so cool. And she came from the NICU. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a great option for people and it's just like completely different than working in the hospital and is a breath of fresh air. Switch it up. My friend Abrielle too, like she was a NICU nurse and then she went to a couple different places. I think she did like an outpatient skin center yeah. And then she did, she went back to the hospital, but she was like a coordinator of, I don't know, a care coordinator. I don't know. But it was more of a Monday through Friday kind of thing. Um, not working directly with the patients, but more like, I don't know, coordinating. I literally don't know. Sorry, bubs. Um, but then she, she like liked it, but I think she missed <laughs> her babies. So then she went back to the NICU. So like, I don't know. It's okay. You can try something and not yeah. like it and you can go back. Like. NICU's always going to be there or like whatever mm-hmm. you do, whether it's labor and delivery, it's always going to be there. They're always going to need you <laughs> like everywhere. It's always yeah. going to need nurses. And that's the beauty of nursing. And don't feel guilty about leaving because they need you because somewhere else needs you just as much. I think exactly. there's a lot of guilt too. Like I can't leave my unit. Okay. Well, there's needs in the, the other unit. So like, I don't yeah. know. You have to do what's best for you as a person and not worry about um, the jobs. Like I was so, felt so terrible about leaving my case management job for this job because they needed, you know, we were short staffed already, but like 
it was literally just what I needed to do for me. And my boss was obviously like very understanding and they're going to be, if they're a good boss, they're going to be supportive of you as well. Right. Right. So yeah, you just have to do what's best for you. I agree. I agree. Wow. Wow. Did we talk for how long have we been talking? An hour and 11 and a half minutes. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Well, how can you tell? It shows on my end. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's plenty. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Thanks for all your questions, you guys. Yeah, these are great. Appreciate it. We love getting them. So, like, literally send them over whenever. And we do, like, compile them. Like, if you've sent them to this in in a message or whatever, like, we take note of it. And and here they are. Yeah, we'll do more of these episodes in the future Mm -hmm. for sure. So. If you have more questions that we didn't answer, send them our way. You can DM us. We are pretty responsive on there pretty much every day. Um, You can also email us. Um, Yeah, whatever. Uh, Yeah, drunkordelirious at gmail.com. And, yeah, it really also helps us if you guys, like, rate our show on, like, Spotify or Apple. Um, If you want to leave a review, no hate mail. (laughs) Yeah. We can't take and it. Nice comments. Um, <laughs> Our little and share with your can't. friends. Yeah. And we appreciate everyone who's already done that so much. Yeah. We love all of our followers so much. Like this, I mean, you guys are literally why we do this and why we get to do this every yeah. week. And it's so fun. It um, always blows my mind that people actually listen to us. And same. it really is, means a lot. So yeah. Thank yeah. you. And we're almost at a year. So which so is so crazy. We're going to have to do something. Uh, yeah. Some big giveaway or something for yes. our one year. Um, yeah, that's wild. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. we have a lot of exciting guests coming up for you guys. Yep. So excited for those episodes, too. Let us know what else you want to hear. Yeah, questions or, like, ideas for an episode. Um ideas for guests open to all of it and yeah we listen to everything you guys send so thank Mm -hmm. you thank you yes and we'll talk to you guys next week all right bye guys bye i feel like we got some good stuff in there maybe this podcast is produced by emily richardson and hannah quirk The intro music is by Dan Lemire. Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com.